Fucking Christmas Eve. Mrs. Belvedere, answer the door immediately. This is the police. This guy has made such a fucking racket that we ain't going to be sneaking up on no fucker. I'm still concerned about the voices you were hearing at the back door going, Oh, oh, Mickey, let's go on the jungle ride. I'm concerned that our only task was to deliver this eggnog and you failed. If uh, Horana, Mrs. Belvedere, is here, she'd have heard us by now. I think this place is deserted. Someone's left the window open to leave this drift of snow here. Oh, no, no, I'm very methodical. I walk slowly into the building. And in the arms are just bendy tubes. I think we got to assume the worst from what we've seen, so... Uh, but white gloves. And I say that as I cock my, uh, my sawn off. Now let's get in there and put that bitch on ice. Is this real ice? Does, does heat melt it? I don't lie long. I like tall. Long freaks me out. And his face looks like a cartoon. Oh, and can you roll Santa for Yes! I think it's both barrels. I would like to do a poetry roll. I hate it. But if there's kids... If there's kids... We need to find out what the fuck is going on here. We've ended up in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It's a nightmare. I stand there at that door of ice, transfixed. Ice, inches thick. Shouldn't be possible, but there it is. Last time I saw ice that thick, it was on Wenham Lake. Year ago today, good spot for ice skating. Flask of strong tea, another of whiskey, chocolate for the kiddies, peace on earth and mercy mild. I remember watching Grania then, tracing the grooves the skates had left in the ice, telling me which was a child's skate, which an adult's, who was a competent skater, who was a rank amateur. And I thought, even back then... Mother of God, that girl would make good police one day. Not that I'd let her near the place. Not with men like me around. Elsa, standing there, smiling but looking so tired. How did she get so tired? Felt guilty then, for wishing it was Lucy there with me, and not Elsa. God and sinners reconciled. No. Keep your head down, Moran, like the chief says. Play your cards right, you could be sitting in this chair one day. <laughs> As if there's any other Egypt fit for the job. Well, Eisner, maybe. I look over my shoulder and expect to find him watching me as usual, but he's gone. Where is he? Lurking somewhere. He's good police, sure, but he makes me feel ill at ease. Especially on a night like tonight. What was he talking to the chief about? Chief's on the level with Gronkowski and his boys. The whole station knows to turn a blind eye to the Polacks running liquor down the coast from Saint-Pierre and Miquelon, up the Miskatonic to Arkham and the hills beyond. Sure beats the bathtub gin. And the chief gets his cut just like the rest of us. Eisner must know that. Unless... Sure, I skim a little extra this time of year, but who wouldn't? It's Christmas after all. Presents to buy... Peace and goodwill to all men. Bootleg liquor, away in a manger and a big fucking goose. No, it's just this house playing tricks on me. Just need to get home. Home and then back out again to mass. 
Hark the herald fucking angels sing. The Apocalypse Players present Christmas in Kingsport by Oscar Rios Heavily adapted by Joseph Chance Starring Dan Wheeler as Detective Inspector Eamon Peacock Moran Weirdly, he's a looker. He's a handsome guy. He's quite chiselled. But half his face is scarred and kind of smashed in. Dominic Allen as Detective Constable Oliver Shakespeare Baines. I'm the only one who's doing any detective work. Everyone else is just like standing around lighting fires. Danan McAleer as Detective Constable Matthew Lefty Eisner. I know there must be some fucking creature up here. Anything that comes out of me, I'm going to give it a two-barrel salute. And Joseph Chance as your festive keeper of the arcane law. Meanwhile, upstairs, I'm going, Paradiso Purgatorio. Inferno. Huh. Maybe. <laughs> well, since you're talking about the Inferno and Paradiso, there is a lock on this door that you can definitely see. The, the Florentine door has a, has a lock. Okay. D.I. Eamon Peacock Moran. Mm, sure. So, um... Uh, Lefty Eisner has encountered this uh, occult being. Yeah, yeah. well, he, he ran out because he sensed something that you didn't... In which direction? Outside the house? He went back into the foyer. Back into the foyer? The foyer? You... The lobby. Unfortunately, are stuck by this... By this door. This door of ice and... Almost hypnotised by it. The melting is impossible. The refreezing, because you're standing right by it, and, and what is causing it to be that cold that it could refreeze in that time. Yeah. And so, unfortunately, you've understood something. Uncannily, supernatural, it's going on. So, it's going to be one sand loss for you. Yeah, fine. I mean, I say fine. We'll see what happens. Oh, just a straight sand loss. You're not going to make yep. me roll. It's yep. just a... Okay. No, it's all sort of... Um, it's adding up. Yeah. You put that broken cheek up against the freezing cold door... and the same broken cheek that you got yeah. in the hurling match for the police team against the Dockers back in back in 1923. We never actually talked about what you looked like. No. Tell us. Well, I mean, there's no time like the present. Yeah. Um, Maori face tattoos all over. He's, uh, I think I'm a... Stand-up for Kingsport PD. <laughs> yeah. I'm a big, I'm a big guy, like six foot plus and solid oh, no wonder I'm scared of you 46 but like still look really really muscly um, Irish thugs get more scary as the older they get yeah exactly <laughs> like a 46 year old is far scarier than a 36 year old with a shillelagh yeah and he's and um, and Moran is he's a he's weirdly he's a looker I mean he's he's a handsome guy he's quite chiselled but but there's <laughs> a theme for us isn't it but half his face is scarred and kind of smashed in um from uh from a, a horrible accident in a in a hurling match um accident accident we know what tipperary were playing like that season <laughs> no no it wasn't it was, the, it was the it was the it was the it was the the dockers right here was it right here in kingsport yeah it was the oh i thought you said a hurling accident as in you were playing hurling yeah it was a hurling but it was the oh 
Yeah. Oh, with the Dockers. Yeah. Never play hurling with the Dockers. That's right. Am I right, Keeper? Absolutely. There's a huge Irish population here and there's a there's the Irish contingent in the police department. Yeah. We've got a hurling team and then the Dockers have got a team. And I, mean, I love it. And I think, there's a, I think there's a fire department team as well. Isn't there? Um, and there's a, a, a teacher's there's union. A, there's a church team. The church team? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't play them. Yeah, they are horrible. So you, you've basically been playing rugby slash MMA with sticks yeah. <laughs> versus yeah. all the different against, departments. Against a, a bunch of priests. <laughs> They just keep putting their fingers yeah. up your bums. Dirty team of the worst, they've got a lot of pent-up sexual aggression. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. the dirtiest team of all is the altar boy. That's what they call themselves. That's what they call anyway. themselves. They were guys in their 50s. So he's... And he's... So this is... So that's what he looks like. And he's got kind of... His hair is sort of... Um, like it might have been sort of uh, sandy blonde... Like strawberry blonde maybe, but it's it's got enough grey in it now that it's kind of that sort of... Like indeterminate... Mm. Yeah, he's, he's kind of like a an old an old an old smashed up Gleason Fox Fassbender Gleason kind of type. <laughs> Perfect, nice. Anyway, so an altered troll. I see Eisner rush out of the room. I'm experiencing this door, and I look around, and I spot the um, I spot the fireplace, and um, I go to the fireplace. Is there any wood? Yes, yes, there is. I start like I start making a fire. I make a like pilot high. I, I make a as big a fire as I think will will light and burn in this in this grate. I love it. And it's steady, right? It's steady handed. Yeah. You're not rushing, you're just building a really good fire. I think I've been focused by seeing those children's footprints and it's I'm no longer in a rush to get home. I I, I think well my own kids uh, I have to remember the names. Gronia and um, Gronia and yeah. Roland, not Roland. Roly. Roly. Grania and Roly, well. Marie. I, there's. Uh, no, that's my mother. No. Um, Elsa, how convenient. Let it go. Um, Cut that. El, <laughs> El, Elsa. I said to Elsa when she would. This morning when I left for work, she was nagging me and I said, Elsa, will you let it go? Let it go. <laughs> Don't cut that. <laughs> and 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 uh, and she said she said, tell me there's something going on. What is it? What is it? Speak to me. Speak to me, Eamon. What is it? And I said, Elsa, let it go. <sighs> can't hold it back anymore, Elsa. We can't afford uh, this. And because <laughs> it's too brilliant. <laughs> can barely afford the Podbean account, let alone them. <laughs> Legal action, and, and I was on the verge. <laughs> I was on the verge of telling her, telling her about the affair with Lucy Powers, but something stopped oh. me. And this this runs through my mind as I start building the fire, and I think, despite it all, despite my issues with my marriage, Elsa is a wonderful mother, and she'll be looking after our kids. I actually don't need to worry about them. About, about, what is his name? Roly, Roland. About Roland and Grania. And, uh, Clearly you're not worrying about. I'm clear, I can't even remember <laughs> their fucking names. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, a few other names in your head. So I think about the kids, the unnamed, potentially unparented kids here, and I methodically yeah. build this fire. This bill is like as big as I can with the wood, with the wood there is, mm. and I and I try and light it. Anyway, that probably takes me some time. Yeah. So you're not oblivious, Moran, in that journey. You you hear a shotgun discharge and you look over your shoulder, 
and you carry on because that's the compulsive aspect it's it's not you're not mad it's not a bout of madness the, the fire isn't spilling out everywhere we'll come back to you but Baines I feel like as the debris is falling below as the shotgun's been fired do, do you have any reaction to that when you're pressing are you pressing on with your investigations no I don't care about that um I I have a look through the keyhole so it's actually of the padlock sorry Oh, I see. The iron barred door. There's a keyhole beyond it, which is the door itself, which has this panel, this beautiful sculpted panel on it. Looking through it, you, yeah, you can see an end of a bed, thick curtains, it's dark. That's all the spilt light from the last of the day's light. So it's about 3.45, so about half an hour's worth of light left in the day okay um well i'm gonna press on i'm gonna go upstairs to the next level so there are two other doors on this level is there anything remarkable about them so the door on the the landing (laughs) what you decided was a likely a bathroom is entirely unremarkable and the door directly opposite leads through well i'll stick my head in there just to see what's beyond it so there's cupboard doors (laughs) off to the left and right beautifully appointed little vestibule area and directly opposite is a door that appears to be made of fire. Could you roll sanity? Ooh. <laughs> Inferno! Fucking hell. That's a two, so I succeed. It isn't It, it isn't a flame, but it looks like it is. But it isn't a flame. It gives off no heat. It looks like it is. <laughs> Could you give me your lucid dreaming? With a bonus die. With that excellent sanity check. Nah, 48 on a 12. Mm-hmm. No yeah. chance. You suspect some aspect of illusion is at play. Uh, it gives off no heat, right? You feel no heat. I put my hand into the fire. It appears to not burn you. I push the door. Could you roll constitution? Oh, no, it appears to not burn you. You weren't listening to his words. (laughs) (laughs) If it appears not to burn me, then if it doesn't hurt, I'm going to carry on. That's a success. You are now being burnt. (laughs) (laughs) What would you do? That's on a success. Yes. What would have happened if I failed? You would have taken damage. Oh, I see. So I'm not taking damage? Not yet. But I've pushed the door open, presumably. You're pushing out the door, right? Yeah. Yep. So the door appears to be locked. Oh, well, in that case, I'll stop doing that. Um, And I'll carry on upstairs. Are you taking your hand out of the fire? Yeah, (laughs) I'd recommend it. I'd have to... No, I'm going to walk upstairs and leave my hand in the fire. Okay, okay. (laughs) Well, Sanity, you appear to think your hand can be left in the door... On the door, yeah, wrong sentence. You appear to think you have elastic limbs. Oh, really? I don't. You do. You just described yourself as you just you've got. Yeah, I speak facetious. Well, well, facetiousness is often. You're not familiar. I'm surprised you're not familiar with facetious players, Joseph. I'm always very logical. (laughs) Succeed. I failed actually. I failed. Fifty-seven on a forty-eight. Um. So you die. You you're fairly sure. That this is some kind of complex illusion. Uh, 
you have no idea how it's being achieved. Part of you wants you to leave your hand there to go upstairs. You're torn between the two things. You're stuck in this vestibule, which is between the stair hall, what, what we're describing as the sitting room. And can you give me a listen check for me, please? I'll also run outside with my move rate of seven and be confused when I get there after everyone else. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you, you are cheeky. I'm not. I've I've just had it up to here. <laughs> Running games. Uh, that's a fail on my listen check. I misunderstood how how much my move rate was. <laughs> Let's not go I wasn't there. Trying to bend the rules. <laughs> the, um, you, you, you take your hands out of the flame just in time you, you, before you feel like it's going to burn and and you look at this flaming door in horror but at the same time you master your your deductive reasoning is all and you think there must be a logical explanation and you continue upstairs mm. which was your intention all along yes the answer the answer is always at the top with these things or the bottom or at the bottom but there's blood at the top we think so Eisner, mm. you can sort of hear some movement upstairs. Uh, uh, yeah. This thing seems to have gone. But uh, if I turn around, what do I see? I just see uh, Moran. What's Moran well, doing? You, you'd actually have to go back and look through the doors. You can do that. Oh, okay. In which case, I think you I... see him making a fire. If I'm not hearing anything else, I, I made my way up the stairs. Yep. Do you, did you say anything, or did you just wordlessly head on up? I said, yeah, yeah, no, I do. Uh, it's the last place I saw this thing. Yeah, yeah. And I, I attempted there's to take that, a shot at it. There's that edge of the stairs. So I, I think I say, uh, yeah, Moran, there's uh, some kind of, I don't know, a cougar or a mountain lion or something <laughs> in the house. Uh, be on your guard. I know it's not the area, but... Uh, Maybe there's some exotics collector or something. Could you, I mean, how, could you roll your acting? How, how good was this... Uh, how rich was this Mrs. Belvedere? And I, I roll my acting. Which... Oh, for fuck's sake, my acting skill's quite good, actually. But I've rolled a 93. <laughs> Ooh, it's not a fumble. No. It's not convincing. No. Even you know it's not your best performance. I sort of say it, and then I, when in you, the corridor on my own, I go, oh, fuck, fuck. Oh, so, so shit. You can hear that reiteration of cougar, and you know that it's cougar. a paltry attempt at patching over the yeah. cracks of yeah. reality. And um, yeah, exactly. so I so I hear this in his voice. Do I that he's lying? Uh, it's not that he's lying. It's that he's not telling the truth. Actor to actor. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to give you a re. I think. Yeah, well, it, patching over the cracks of reality. Yeah. In all truth, I don't think it bothers you at all in your current state because you're patching over reality too by building this fire. It's it's an actor who's not done his character research, trying to come up with a reason on the hoof for why he's doing what he's doing. But I think if anything, he finds it quite comforting. Yeah, Moran, it's up to it's up to you how you take it, Moran. But you hear this reiteration like a cougar. Well, like I tell you how I take that. I. I I'm preoccupied. I've got more important things to worry about. I'm thinking about the children. But in that moment, I You get know, out your actioning book. I get out my actioning book. But in that moment, I know it's him. 
I know that he is the one the chief has got watching me. Mm. Well, he does look like he has tabs on you. Because there is a, a dishonest sound in his voice that I haven't picked up on before, but it's there. He's the one. The only And if I was there, if I was stood face to face to him, I'd say, oh, what's his fucking name? The Godfather. His brother. Not Frodo. Frodo. I would say, um, I know it was you, Fredo. And I, but uh, I know, I know it's him. Fucking hell. So I just sort of think, okay, and I say, all right, I'll watch out for the cougar. And I carry on building the fire. The only cougar in this house is Mrs. Belvedere. (laughs) And so, Moran, you can give me an acting check, but in the meantime, Eisner, you've still got a good action to go, because Moran's instantly yeah. stumbled on something. Is the acting check for my terrible Al Pacino impression? I know it was you, Fredo. It was a magnificent Al Pacino impression. You were just aiming for a De Niro. Um, <gasps> I was tempted to give you a bonus star, but your acting's pretty good. I'll, I'll make my way up the stairs if I still have the time. Yeah. And I, as I make my way up, I'm going to put... I'm going to stick two more shells in the gun. You, you definitely do. I'm, I'm giving you that. But Baines... Baines is in a D&D up, adventure up there. And he's behaving like it, too. I'm the only one who's doing any detective work. Everyone else is just, like, standing around lighting fires. Baines. Well, yeah, I mean, you're the one who be yeah. sticking your hands in a fire. Yeah. Worried about your so kids. Failed. Yeah, I'm right. going to go up the stairs to try and find the chaotic neutral elf. Don't, don't rise to it. Don't I failed my acting, but I'm going to push it. I'm not the one fighting fantasy animals. <laughs> you you failed your acting? I am. I <laughs> know. I don't want to be. Exactly. You're the one in a D&D adventure. <laughs> I'm going to push it. Do it. Um... And I'm going to say, um, I'm sat in front of the fire as I'm lighting it. I, it just comes alight, I think. And I stare into the flames and I say, Just when I thought it was out, they pull me right back in. <laughs> <laughs> Which you hear, Eisner. And I pass, yeah. I pass my acting role. Y- you're pretty sure he's talking about some of this Gronkowski nonsense. Okay, but to be clear, he, he yeah, he, he passed his acting role, so whatever he's trying to... What was your objective with that line? What were you trying to do to me? <laughs> I was... Uh... <laughs> it sounded a bit narrative, the way you delivered it. No offence. It sounded a bit impressionistic. Um, what, was your, what was your motivation? My action was to um, uh, put you at ease. I think the... Oh, in which case... I guess if that's a success, yeah. I feel at ease. I think, ah, that crazy Irish bastard's just talking to himself again. Excellent. I think basically what you feel is that he's agreed to patch reality with you. Great. Oh, so, sure. There's the cougar. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. You didn't believe it when you were outside the door, but you've reiterated it. But okay. There's the cougar. You go up and do what you need to do. I'll, yeah. I'll be down here and do what I need to do. It all makes sense because yeah. there's that big frozen door. So he's starting a fire and it's just going to try At and least, melt through the yeah. door. And the two, I mean, the two of you are fucked up, but you're not mad. We don't have to think about the 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 other consequences. Yeah, you, you're going. I'm holding on. I think. We, yeah, I, I think that's very well interpreted. Thank you. We're we're both we're both um, acting irrationally on the same level. But also, yeah. there is this profound insight, Moran, that Eisner doesn't know that I that I love that I think we should honour that, which is that he's made a decision that Eisner has been potentially appointed by Chief Henderson to watch over you 
Uh, Eisner's got a squeaky clean reputation. He doesn't take money down at the docks from Gronkowski and the Polacks running their whiskey into Kingsport illegally. You do. Henderson does. Obviously, Baines doesn't. But there's a whole police network who do take the money. And you think Eisner's watching you. Ah, uh, classic. But, but crucially, I think you are still allied in this moment together because you you want to believe in this denial, this shared denial that the two of you have, you know? Well, basically, we're, the two of us are on stage like like two kids in a nativity play. Exactly, exactly. It's two kids in a nativity play where you're cast as the angels and, and you don't quite understand your cosmic exactly. significance. But you know you're involved no, now. We come wheeling on with 17 eyes made of papier-mâché and everyone goes, that's not what we meant by angels. And we're both exactly. like utterly you're committed. utterly committed. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and believe, yeah. believe each other, even though we're, we're, we're both committed in entirely different ways. Yeah. And that's holding you in it. Yeah. Fear not. And it could get a lot worse. Yeah. So <laughs> you're going to go up these stairs and there's bits of yeah. wood and carpet all over the place. You've reloaded the shotgun, of course. I'll give you that for free. And you're heading up the stairs. Yeah. Uh, and you can see an open door to your right. You can hear footsteps heading upstairs. And you can see an open door to your right. Just through it, you can see this vestibule area leading off to other doors. There's a beautiful Florentine door with spiked bars oh. in front of it. It seems perfectly normal up ahead. You can see a, a glowing light through another vestibule off to your left. God, that looks Florentine as fuck. Here, beans. Where are you? I'm gonna say as I reach the top because I don't want to accidentally shoot him. Yeah. In case he's up here, I don't know if he's up here. Beans, you've already reached the top, so you can hear this. Yes. You can now see the doorway into the sitting room. Oh right, I see. Yes. Well, it's not a doorway. It's it's open. There's a door off to the left and off to the right. Beautiful sunset. And you can't actually see the sunset, but you can see the last the sunset light mm. r- arriving on the coast ahead. You're looking back over the drive, back towards down, back towards Kingsport, back to the sea. These doors to the left and right, are they remarkable or are they ordinary? They look entirely ordinary. And the window in this sitting room? There's three windows ahead. <laughs> one left, one uh, right, one dead ahead. Um, well, in which case, uh, I shall have a look through each... It, is there anything remarkable about them? Could you give me a power roll? That is a hard success. As inept as your fellow police officers are, one of them has just called to you from downstairs. If you move towards the windows, you are you are moving further and further away from your police department colleagues. Are you sure you want to do that? And I only asked that. Well, hang on. I, I don't mean to, like, as a police walk officer. right up to the window. I just mean, like, yeah. I want to s- look at them. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, you can look at them. Is there anything remarkable about them? No. In that case, I call from upstairs and I say, I'm up. How does he talk again? I'm up here. Okay, actually, yeah. You, you are right. There is a spot, a hidden check here you can uh, do because of looking out the window. The window dead ahead. That's an extreme success. Yeah, so you think you can see in the thick carpet of the rug below the window, 
ahead. You can see hoof prints, and you think you can see a trace of blood on the windowsill. Uh, uh, having shouted down, I will open the door to my right. Okay. Stick my head in. So you, you try the door. It is locked. Is there a keyhole? There is. I'll have a look through the keyhole. It appears to have a key on the other side. <laughs> you can't see anything. Ah, this sounds like a job for one of my pencils. <laughs> so I'm going to try and... That's a really terrible way to refer to your colleagues. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to... St- Especially since you know how good I am at picking locks. I'm going to stick my pencil in there and try and push the key out. <laughs> Give me a locksmith roll. I don't know if I've got any of this. Let's have a look. If you're going to be sticking a pencil in a lock to push a key out on the other side of the lock, you should at the very least have a piece of paper slid under the door to catch it. Yeah, I know. Just saying that. Otherwise, what have I got? He's not thinking straight there. Oh, I've got a notebook. Yeah, so I'll do that. I'll put a, put a piece of paper underneath. Nice. That's an 85 on a 1. <laughs> 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 yeah, you are fiddling around there for a while. Gonna spend the luck. That's I don't think I've got enough. Not, I don't <laughs> no, think you've you quite got the right skills. No, wrong, wrong, for this. wrong tool. And yes, I am referring to you as a tool. But I'm going to push the roll. <laughs> I'm going to push the roll. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> Why not? Because if I get this, if I roll a one now. I'll never need to play this game again because I've done it. <laughs> yeah, you, you'll have finished Cthulhu. And that will be a relief forever. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no. You're all going to have such a horrible time on your next outing, aren't you? It's going to be really yeah. awful. <laughs> I might actually use the rules. <laughs> I was just surprised about the way you were so elastic about the door of fire. I thought that might slow your progress. I see what I've done here. I've fallen into the classic trap of the GM who wants to lead a party through a house in a certain way. Yeah. I'm sorry, Dom. I'm sorry. I'm I'm old enough to to have not made that mistake. Uh, I'm just keen, just keen to impress, and very tired, and we're all ill. You must dig deep and forgive me. I think that's where. I mean, I definitely misheard you back at the door, so I regret that terribly. I got a bee in my bonnet there about, or perhaps I should say, a um. A dog heart in my madhouse. Uh, a Mickey Mouse in my Fay house. Don't know what's going on. Anyway, look, the point is, uh, uh, yeah, he wouldn't lose it. He's a very rational person. And he's a lucid dreamer. I now agree it was ambiguous. Well, it doesn't matter because the, the, the heat of the fire will have um, cauterized my wounded hand. So it's... Uh, there is a chance that, that let's, let's say that that has assisted in healing the hand. Uh, and and I will, in a, in a spirit of, frankly, festive generosity, give you that hit point back. I'm just getting as much information as I can before I attempt to do anything. After all, my ideology is knowledge is power. I agree. I'm just, agree. I'm just playing the character you made. Um, <sighs> I've had girlfriends who've quoted that sort of thing at me. It's amazing. <laughs> so I'm going to push the roll by... Um, I'm going to shake the lock as I jiggle it and try and jiggle it out. Yeah. Come on. It's better, but it's not a one. Come on. Yeah. It's a 59. Yep. So, so you're shaking the lock, and the key begins to move. It jiggles out. And for a moment, you think it's not going to go, and it's so disappointing. So you give it one last hard shake, shove, and you can hear Eisner saying again, Baines, 
Yeah. Baines. There's something up here. I got my shotgun out. If you're up here, uh, you want to watch out because I'm, I'm shooting. Just uh, give me a I'm, shout. Where I'm are you? I'm at the very Where top. There's a locked door here. And the key drops out. I need your help. And a searing white light goes into your face. Um, mm. Could you roll your lucid dreaming for me, please? Shit the bed. <laughs> I'll give you a bonus die. <laughs> 92 bonus die is ooh 22 spend 10 luck now we're talking okay now now we're talking that's that's the luck spend now it's december <laughs> ho, ho, ho. merry christmas ho, ho, ho. the white light misses your eye and burns mm. a line up above your head <laughs> through your hair turning instantly white in a stripe. Like Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> You're falling back. You feel the dream touch you. <gasps> and you grip hold of it. One one hand goes towards the light and you grip it like a rod, like a spear. And you fall immediately unconscious. Wow. It's exciting. However, you are in a dream state while you hold the rod, which is what you're doing. So your whole body is slumped. You're held onto this white beam of light that's coming out of the lock of the door. Moran, as the fire catches, you see there's a piece of paper underneath the grate, some of which has burned. But you've come to your senses for the first time in, well, in well in a good, you know, 30 seconds. Maybe the time that it would take for, for someone to run up two flights of stairs, check two imaginary doors, brush it off, like the easiest thing he's ever experienced, and it's all fine. And almost be pierced by a light. Uh, a, a lightning rod of dream power. And you realise this fragment is a letter. Someone's been trying to destroy a letter oh, on this fireplace. I, I mean, can I, can I, can I grab it? Is yes, it too late? Good, but it will require a dexterity check. Well, I will certainly... Yeah, I'll give that a go. Yeah, yeah, why not? I've, I think I've got a 50-50 chance of pulling it off. Uh, oh, so I reach in and I burn my hand. Mm. So I think, uh, I think, um, I think of Lucy, Lucy Powers, mm. and the way she touches my scarred face when we make love. And I think how how she might touch me if I had a burned hand as well. Lucy Powers. So I push the roll. And I shove the hand. I shove my hand in hard, ooh, knowing ooh. That this time it might, but it's going to burn on the grate. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I know that, like, it's like I haven't got through life by looking like I, I, I've, I've been untouched by violence. <laughs> and I fail that. I fail that. Well, pushed Dex roll, and you do get a burn. Yeah, but your hand gets that piece of paper. And a, a bit more of it singes as you pull it out, but you do, and you do take two hit points of damage. That's fair, and it is a burn. And I, and I, th- I think you instinctively run over to the ice wall and you thrust your hand against the ice wall to cool it down. And it's sort of the perfect antidote. There may well be some scarring, but you're effectively applying some first aid to it immediately. Oh, should I do a first aid roll? Um, 
Yeah, let's see what you get. Ah, uh, fail. Regular, regular fail. Now, this can be withheld as to what you've just found. Given the way you guys have been playing things, the letter in the fire, that's what it's called. So it's on private-headed letter paper, and it says, Gunther von Kohl, in an elaborate script. And it is dated 22nd of December, Kingsport. My dearest M, how often have I walked with you there in that heavenly place, the boulevard of fireflies that we both know from our dreams? I would not have believed it if you had not confirmed it for me. To think that one so young and pure and beautiful as yourself could be so confident in the dreaming, I hold it and you a marvel every day. My life in the real world holds less and less meaning to me now. When I am not with you, there in the other world, your hair upbraided in its red-gold wonder, your white chivalric dress like that of our mother in heaven, from out the canvas of some Renaissance master, a, a Raphael, an angel, I am less myself. And yet in the real world, all the more I realize your wonder for not being on that mad realm. I will not dissemble. More and more I wish that we might commingle our nature so that we reach a rare symmetry that only poets and visionaries dream of, where we may be able to commingle our true natures, male and female, white and red, dark and gold. Oh, my beloved, uh, you know my truth. I am that unreleased hour of myself, where in the least I might still reside. And there it stops. It is a love letter. I read it, and as much as it pains me to admit it, I know there's only one person I know who might be able to shed some light on this kind of poetry, lyricism. If me old da was alive, he might be able to tell me what some of this means. He loved a bit of poetry, but in the absence of that, it's... Shakespeare, Baines upstairs. So I uh, I take it, I wrap it up, slip it inside my pocket and I head to the door thinking I'm going to take this up to Baines and I pause in the doorway and I think about the ice door and the footprints and I think the the room beyond that door there must be another way into it. So I turn in the foyer to see if I can... Before I go upstairs, while I'm here, I think, is there another way into that room that has this ice wall down the door? Yeah, worth checking. So there's the room that leads into the passageway that runs alongside the steps, this corridor that leads deeper into the house. And you see immediately ahead of you a doorway that apparently leads into a very small closet room, possibly a lavatory, and another door off to the left, which ostensibly appears to lead into the library. It doesn't appear to be iced over. Well, if, 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 uh, it's, if you're still on me, I would like to mm. definitely try the door that looks like it will yeah. uh, get my gun back in my hand, and I would like to try the door that yeah. I think will lead into the same room. So, so you put your hand... On the doorknob, the brass doorknob is cold. 
very, very cold. Mm. Possibly quite nice, considering your left hand had reached into the fire. So, so maybe it's a nice cooling of the burn there, soothing the burn. But as you turn the handle, I'm going to go upstairs to Eisner, who's on the middle floor. And he can see this glowing light ahead. Yeah, yeah. Ah. He's got a corridor to the left, corridor to the right, bathroom behind you. Yeah, but I know there's something else up here as well, so uh, I'm just... But now a bright white light plunges down the steps. It's not blinding to you, but it is very bright. It says like a phosphorus magnesium flare, like out at sea. Ah, Christ. Yeah. And I see visions of tentacles and also the arms reaching up out of the shallows, mangled and fucked from the the detonation charges. I say, uh, hey, who's up here? Who's up here? Show me yourself. Show me yourself. I'm basically, in my head, there's... I know I must be wrong. I know there must be some fucking creature up here. And uh, the others are far enough away. I've given them fair warning. So anything that comes out of me, I'm going to give it a two-barrel salute. Well, since you're thinking about creatures, I think you do hear a little voice. Oh, shit. It goes, Oh, the cavalry's here. But I see it. And it's from the glimmering light. The vestibule... Oh, well, yeah, I want to investigate that. The, the, the blocks where the, the... It's the source of where the glimmering light comes from ahead. So if you walk into the... You, you walk into it. You walk into the vestibule area and you see this door that is burning that is not burning. Could you give me a power roll? Jesus Christ. Right. Let's have a look. What's my power? Uh, oh, that's almost certainly a success. I got a 24 and my power is 51. Oh, so it's just a hard success. No, it's very good. Uh, I'll give you a dream lore check. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But I'll give you a bonus die. Ah. And I'll give you plus 20. Okay, okay. This roll. Yeah, no, no, of course. 47. That's not quite there. Uh, second one. What's that? <laughs> Wait, what's my dream law? Okay, I rolled a 7 on a 17 dream law with... So 37 is an excellent success. With a 30, so yeah. a 7. Oh, 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, the... Seven, yeah. Yeah. Yes, just an excellent success. Yes. Okay. So you gain... I can't do the maths. D6 Dream Law. Jesus Christ. And... Uh. This this doorway is guarded by a dream. It, it, is, uh, it is a dream that is in the barrier of the real. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's... So something is seeping through from that world that you were taught about by the, yeah. by the shamanic principles of the people of the South Sea Island that was for a time your home but you've never yeah. seen anything like this no but they did talk to you about rare occasions where the deep dream yeah. raises up into the real and suddenly Baines's journey up here being drawn up like a moth to a flame begins to make sense to you yeah yeah uh, it, it's all coalescing isn't it? it's, yeah. it's, 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 a, it's a gathering of an understanding this has become a very thin place. The old Belvedere house has yeah, become a very yeah. thin place for something that is of the dream world. Yeah. 
And also, I know, of course, from uh, talking to Taxa Pixwa's, you know, well, father and also her, I know this ain't the oldest house in the world. This is a new house. Really, the land under this house, that's the... That's the thing that holds the 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 memory, and I as I'm thinking this, I saw sort of, I thumb the like the wooden sort of statuette between my fingers, and I just think. About and as you do that, the ancientness of the land, and the flames turn green, and the door begins to open, and we go up to Baines, who finds himself waking within his sleep, and he feels this sort of tickling sensation around his ribs, a, a tail that is both sharp and smooth and he feels like he's being carried across a distant black ocean and he can see ahead of him this vista of white ships flying up to a place beyond the moon but because he's waking the night gaunts begin to realise that he's there and awake. So he begins to be dropped by their tails. They unravel and unleash him and he begins to fall and fall and fall and fall. Oh, shit. Back into Kingsport. But he's still dreaming. Could you give me a lucid dreaming roll for me? feels awful. I mean, it, feel, it feels like he's dying. Feel, feels like he doesn't get enough sleep. It feels like yeah. all that he does, does, all he does is edit. Let him go to bed. And sell cheese. <laughs> and, and, and work up a chimney. It's 22. I'm going to spend the luck. And he guides his own body. 22 out of 12. And gains D10 lucid dreaming. <gasps> like he's steering an avatar. Oh, great. Seven. He's a Navi. You say one. He's the only one. There is no spoon. (laughs) How many did you gain? Seven. Nice. And we get the sensation of these coiled, sharp, razor-like tails unraveling and releasing you. And you're dropping and you're dropping and you're falling and you're falling and you're falling. and, uh, And you can't make out the distinct features of these creatures at all, but they're leaving you. Are they angels or are they demons or are they something of both? And then you realise that you're you're going to land, you're going to hit the ground, and you begin to pull towards the house, the Belvedere house, and somehow you manage to land on the roof, on the slates of the roof, and they feel so real in the way that some things, when you have impact and knowledge of how they should feel in a dream, really do feel. All the time your mind is informing you that this is still you dreaming and there's an exhilaration for Baines here. A rightful arrival. And you look around and you see these wheeling creatures, the names of which you don't know or the purpose of which. But that we know are night gaunts, and more on that later. They're, they sort of peel off like this cloud of bats into the Stygian night. And this beautiful Christmas house is lit like a beacon. This strange place of evergreens. There are trees growing in the garden that were not there in the real. Reaching boles and boughs and 
odd things moving in the in the half light and the half shadows. Not evil, just different, just unforgettably odd. And that's where you are, on the roof of this Christmas house. Nora Belvedere's house in Kingsport. So, as I stand there in the foyer, looking around at the snow on the ground that shouldn't be there, I turn to Eisner and say, Hey, Lefty, do you want to build a snowman? We used to be best buddies, and now we're not. Do you want to build a snowman? And I get no response from him. That's it. Fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. In which case, I'm going I'm to run right because obviously they will have gone right. I'm sure they will. Mm-hmm. He'll have taken my advice, uh, and I'm not going to look behind me uh, in case of some kind of horror that I might see. Not yet. Okay. So you run to the right. So presumably, I make only three yards because everyone else moves 25 yards faster than me. Even though I'm dexterity. Even though you're gazelle. <laughs> What's your move rate? That's a good point, actually. I'm not, not that great. Well, well played. What is it? What is it? Yeah, what is it? That is a good point. Six. I feel like you're... Oh. <laughs> That's really bad. Yeah. That's Why is it so bad? Why is it so bad? Because you're an old lady. <laughs> it's like you're a gazelle that can sort of spring into action briefly, but what? overall you have endurance. There is no spoon. <laughs>